0: Additional terms and conditions apply. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be
1: heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you.
0: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting.
1: We're back for another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi Gemma, how are you today? What's going well? My boys and Dan are off getting donuts right now. So, we're going to have a donut party when they get back. We never oh do this. So I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's your favorite donut? Well, they're getting me a pumpkin spice one. I've never had it, but I usually just go for like the chocolate glazed.
0: I'm very boring. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like the Krispy Kreme regular glaze. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That like melts. Those are like it's probably poison, butter. but <laughs> that's fine. So good. are yeah, slowly dying anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. What's going well for you? I got to get up this morning and have an early hike, and I always love that because it just like I don't know, it just sets my day to the right tone. I think mm-hmm. getting outside and just being in the fresh air, and so I'm happy about that.
1: Good, I'm glad you got to. So, what are we we're, what are we discussing
0: today? We're gonna talk
1: about if our kids manipulate us, or if that's in our head,
0: right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think manipulation is a big concern of parents, and I think a lot of us. um, We've heard either from our own parents or, um, you know, we've taught, we've heard people say like kids are manipulative or they're doing that because they're manipulating you and you should be careful because if you let them manipulate you, then they're going to always feel like they can do X, Y, and Z behavior to get what they want. And I think that that thinking is a hard thinking to continually have about your child. So if you're constantly thinking that everything that your child does is manipulative, it puts you in kind of a negative headspace and this negative thought pattern around your kid. And that can really affect the way you interact with them. Because if you have this preconceived idea, or maybe it's not preconceived, but if you have this idea that your child is manipulative, then it almost makes you angry because you're like, this kid is taking advantage of me and they are, you know, trying to be unkind and they're doing things that are pushing me to my limits because they are manipulative. And I think that when we get in that mindset that it makes parenting that much more difficult and we're already tired and we're already spent and we're already spending all this time, you know, working really hard to make, pe- make sure people are cared for and fed and, and safe. And we want things to be calm and easy. And when we encounter behaviors that um, are unmanageable for us, and we decide that they're manipulative, it puts you in a whole new mindset.
1: Yeah. And you kind of live in fear of like being controlled, like or that you're out of control. And you like think this person is out to get you, but they're just like
0: existing and trying to get their needs met. Yeah. And I think that's what it becomes. Then it becomes a power struggle, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they're trying to control me. Well, then I'm just going to over control them. So when we see that a kid is manipulative a lot or we think they are, a lot of times we go straight to punishment or consequences or shame or embarrassment or timeout or wherever, because we are going to teach them, quote unquote, that that behavior is not acceptable And we're going to put constraints in or limits in or whatever it is that we go to because we believe that that behavior has to go away and we're also feel accosted. It's a really tough place to be when we believe our kid is manipulative. Yeah. I think I'd say like it would be a good experiment just to say, what if we decided we didn't believe that children are manipulative? What if we put the positivity out there that kids are just experiencing, like you said, unmet needs and that those unmet needs are creating behaviors that are unmanageable. What if we just flipped that script and said they're not manipulative. They're just trying to get their unmet needs met and they don't know how else to do it. Mm-hmm. Would that give us enough space, enough air, enough positivity that we could come to these interactions with more light and less um, punitivity? Is that a word? I don't know. It is now. Well, it is today. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Punitivity is a word. We're just going to go with this. We've come, you know, less with this idea that we want to punish and we want to shame and we want to embarrass them or, you know, correct them out of being manipulative. And I'd say there's two things with that. One, it doesn't work. So if you think you're going to punish your kids out of being manipulative, I don't think it's going to, I know for a fact it won't work. And two, we're ignoring the underlying idea here. And the underlying idea is just like you said, there's an unmet need.
1: Yeah. If you like pull back, take yourself out of the moment and rise above it and look down at what's happening. And you really look at like biology and what the kid is experiencing and what we would do. I always put myself in a caveman's position. And I'm like, okay, life has existed this way forever. Humans have interacted a certain way. And it's our culture that's changed, but the kids are born not knowing that, you know, they don't know that this is what is expected. So I always pull myself back and look at the whole thing. Like Jonah is staring at me and he's going to dump the water everywhere. But why is he doing that
0: to me? Like what is actually going on in the moment? That's exactly right. And that's a good quote unquote manipulative behavior, right? Because yeah. you're like, he knows he's not supposed to do that. Right. But he and just like we can go back to guess what? Guess what fixes all of this, everybody? <laughs> Connection. <laughs> and so, you know, Jonah in that moment is disconnected. He's not doing well. Not our fault. Definitely not our fault that he's not doing well. Because kids cannot do well all the time in life. That's mm-hmm. just part of life. Not our fault that he's not doing well. But we can help him do better. And we help him do better by getting connected. So in those moments, we could say, oh, oh, oh little boys who dump water get kisses and hugs from their mommy and you know just flip the script there so you're turning it into play and you're seeing him as like this poor child isn't doing well he needs me I'm the only one who can help him right now mm-hmm. and if we can just resign ourselves to the fact that kids are not manipulative I think it helps us be able to come with connection more
1: I also think in those moments, like I've noticed, especially with Jonah, less with Caleb, but it's not manipulation, but he knows how to push my buttons. So like he senses when he's starting to lose me or like when I'm to the point where I'm like, I want to scream at you. And that's when he pushes me the hardest. And I feel like it's almost like a test of my love. Like he's like, if I do this, will you still be there? Are you still going to love me or am I going to be in trouble? Does that make sense? Like it's not manipulation, but it's. Like, He's checking. Yeah, I want
0: to know your un- that your love is unconditional. Yeah. I want to know that. I want you to be there. I want your love to be unconditional. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's the hardest to give it.
1: <laughs> when it I really want to like control. And...
0: I had a client recently who um, he and his wife were getting divorced. And the 12-year-old son told them that he was gay. And they were, you know, wanted to come together around it and got into therapy and wanted him to talk about it. And they were, you know, coming together as a family unit around this idea that he was gay. And almost a year and a half later, the son says, I wasn't gay. I'm not gay. And he said, I just wanted you guys to come together on something. And so the dad was like, he's manipulative. And I'm like, well, <laughs> he is manipulative, but he's manipulating because he needed to get a need met. He was doing whatever he could to feel your guys' love and your guys' to come a- to come togetherness, mm-hmm. and he did whatever he thought he could do to make that happen. And he made that happen for him. He got that need met, and once that need met, is he could relinquish it and say, "I'm actually, I'm not gay." Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, we can think of that as master manipulation, or we can think of that as like really working hard to feel what you need to feel in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of, you know, stigma around kids having behaviors because we always want to look at behavior as, as denoting whether that child is a good child or a bad child. And maybe a lot of people would think in this instance, this child is bad, but I don't think that. I really don't. I think that he had a behavior that was manifested from a situation he was in and that he needed to get that need met.
1: And I think the word
0: manipulation feels so
1: negative, you know, where it's more like we're all moving pieces of our puzzle all day and or playing a chess game or whatever it is, you know, like we're all making moves to try to get what we need. And even when you tell a story, like you tell it from your perspective not to manipulate someone but to like get their sympathy or understanding like that is just the human condition right we do that we're we're
0: operating on emotions Mm -hmm. and all of those emotions play out in our everyday interactions with people yeah you know and so we have to just keep in mind that first of all kids are not fully developed in their brain but they are caveman like like you were saying and they're just trying to get their reptilian brains, just trying to get things done, get things met, get people feeling better, get limbic systems in order, get prefrontal cortex online. They're just trying to get connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this instance with this child, he was trying to get connected. He was begging for the connection between them and, and it worked. And so it's like, of course he, he got, he got what he needed, not what he necessarily wanted or what he was trying to manipulate towards, but what he needed. A couple of other things I wanted to talk about were that we're not resourced as a, as a parent group, we don't get resourcing. And I'd say it's really difficult to flip the switch and do all this, you know, Jedi mind tricking to yourself (laughs) if you're not resourced because we come with a, our, our baggage from our own nuclear family. And B, we come with this exhausted sort of tired, you know, um, overworked parent body. And we come with society's norms telling us kids are manipulative and behaviors are bad. And so to do this deeper work and to change your mind on these things, you have to get yourself resourced. Mm -hmm. And it's so important, you know, to find a place to download with a listening partner or a friend or go to therapy or work on your journaling or just work on yourself to, you know, get yourself into a place where you can say, I believe that kids are operating with unmet needs as opposed to manipulation. Mm -hmm. Um the one other thing I wanted to say is that we also teach manipulation Mm -hmm. because we use manipulative ways ourselves as adults. Mm -hmm. You know, we use bribery and we use threats and we use punishment. So if we're saying you're not allowed to watch TV until your homework is done, is that a manipulation? Are you manipulating your child to get your task done because you want the homework done in a certain time you're saying you're holding the television watching over their head so that you can get them to get their homework done is that manipulative and will your child turn around and say to you I'll clean my room if you give me a new app on my iPad yes and so it's like if we are teaching manipulation and then we see our child using manipulation yikes we might be the culprit Mm mm-hmm because I'm not so sure they just learn it out of, they're not born with it, I don't think. Yeah. I can't believe that. I remember having
1: my first baby and he was like crying in the crib. And of course I was gonna go get him because I just like could never do it. And someone's saying, well, he's just manipulating you. He knows you're gonna come in there. And I'm like, he's not even one, like. What do you mean? He's just like wants comfort. I don't think that's manipulation. (laughs) I don't know why we think that. We think they're like out to get us and make our life hard, but they don't even, that's not even a concept like for them.
0: No, you're so right. Why do we think that?
1: I don't know. I think because we're tired and we just don't want to be bothered. I don't know.
0: And it's not that we don't want to be bothered, but we're just so tired that we just want it to be easier. Yeah. And it's hard Yeah. and it's hard to deal with behaviors. It's hard to deal with a crying baby and it's hard to deal with that, all of that stuff. And so that's why I think the resource part of this is so very important and that the connection piece and the changing your mind on a manipulation and all of that will not work unless you can come with calm and kindness and, and, and a level head. And mm-hmm. you can't do that unless you're getting yourself, you know, the resources that you need.
1: Yeah. And I think all the guests that we had, the the three moms so far that we had, they all three have journaled or done some kind of like inner work to make the results actually happen.
0: Yeah, I think all three of them also said like it didn't click for me until I realized I needed to do as much work on myself as I was doing, as I thought I was doing on the kids. I even just posted today saying like this was all me changing my behaviors. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the kids because when I changed my behaviors, they that they changed mm-hmm. so without that I don't think any of this works
1: yeah maybe just journal about manipulation or like feeling controlled by your kids like Dan and I both go through phases where we're like the kids like own us and we have no like say in our own life and we both like panic to each other and then we move on and life you know we just continue what we're doing because they don't own us and we set limits when we need to and parenting is just exhausting and sometimes it feels like they control our life but they really don't like we're all here together getting like
0: they give us as much love as we give them like we need them I think that's true and I think you're right that journaling is good we'll link the journaling guide again and it's just I would say if this is a trigger point for you if this is like if you're listening to this thinking, no, my kids are manipulative. Like I can't (laughs) then think, okay, what is manipulation? Why do you think that? What did your nuclear family look like when it came to manipulation? Were you manipulated as a kid? What did it feel like? What was some memory that you remember from that? And just start really kind of unloading and unpacking some of those things that happened to you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week.